0: Everett's greatest hits, sports, and more. KRKO Everett.
1: Well, it rolls up one more time here. Prep Sports Weekly on a Monday night. Tom Lafferty along with Steve Willets, here at KRKO. How are you tonight?
2: I'm doing great. How are you? Happy President's Day, by the way. Oh, thank you, Vic. Do you right have a favorite president?
1: Um,
2: I don't know. I put you on the spot there, didn't I?
1: Probably, you know, you got to say Kennedy. I think I have oh, okay. to. Okay, that one works. He was around in my day. He, he was? <laughs> 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 I've heard of him.
2: Yeah, that's
1: right. <laughs> Today, today's show. Brought to you by Smoky Point Concrete, the Buzz-In Steakhouse, Community Transit, the Law Office of Russell and Hill, Mike Dixon, Farmers Insurance, Screen Printing Northwest, and Move Fitness. Probably my favorite presence, Josiah Bartlett from the West Wing. So,
2: oh, Okay. Uh, yeah, I knew you were a big <laughs> West Wing fan, so yep, yep. still haven't seen the show, but we'll talk about that another time. Should we uh, talk about who's on the show tonight? Who's on the show tonight? Well, uh, and apologies to the other sports. And by the way, we're starting to wrap, ramp up our wet, uh, winter sports season. We'll be talking about a lot of these other sports in the next few weeks as well. Did want to give a shout-out before we talk about who's on the show to some state wrestlers, by the way. We had five state champion wrestlers over the weekend at Matt Classic, so uh, won't be talking to them tonight, but I did want to at least mention them. Uh, uh, Olivia White from Marysville Pilchuk, she's been on the show before. Mm -hmm. Congratulations to her. She just became the first ever – Snohomish County three-time female state wrestling champion there over at Marysville go. pilchuk nice, and a, another two-time champion who we've also had on the show, Carrie Ann Baldwin, over at Glacier Peak. She won the 125, and then we had three boys: uh, Connor and Nee from Glacier Peak, Hunter Thibodeau from Shorewood, and Trey Haynes from Arlington, all state champs. So we'll be—I have a feeling—we'll be talking to those sure. uh, those folks in the future. But tonight we're going to talk a lot of basketball. Just uh, wrapped up the district playoffs over the weekend and now we're looking forward to state so we're going to talk to coaches and a few players tonight a couple players so let's go ahead and give you the lineup in just a moment here we're gonna hear from Nick Brown the boys basketball coach over at Arlington High School 18 and five on the season so far they just lost the uh, district championship game to Mount Lake Terrace on Saturday but nonetheless heading on to the state tournament having a really nice season speaking of Mountlake Lake Terrace we'll then hear from Nayland sued the head coach for the Mountlake Lake Terrace Hawks right after Nick We'll then shift our attention for uh, one segment over to the 4A bracket. Mariner High School, Tevin Dillon getting the Marauders back to the state tournament, and they had to do so by coming from behind. They were down by 19 to Jackson the other day in the loser-out game. Come back, they win the game by one, and they take the very last state berth in that by district tournament. So Tevin Dillon, we'll hear from him. We'll then hear from the two Meadowdale Mavericks girls' basketball teammates, they're teammates, their team captains, they're also sisters. It's the Powells, Ava and Gia, as Middledale punched their ticket last Thursday. They got an eight seed, which means they're automatically going to the Tacoma Dome. Yep. Also means they're going to play top-seeded Garfield on Saturday. So we'll Oops. get a we'll get a little bit of a preview for for that game, and then we'll also hear from the Everett Seagulls. First time in a long time that both the boys and the girls qualifying for the state tournament. In fact, for the boys, it's been since 2000 since they've made it. Girls basketball coach is Daryl McNeil. The boys basketball coach is Bobby Thompson. Bobby has a son and a daughter playing on those two teams. It's going to be a busy week for the Seagulls. So we had a chance to go on over to the pit a little while ago and recorded an interview earlier this evening.
1: Today's show brought to you by Lake Stevens Ace Hardware Store, Glass by Lund, the Snohomish County, PUD, Dave & Buster's, also by Everett Engineering, Marysville Toyota, and by Most Steer Clear from the Washington State Traffic Safety Commission. Let's talk a little – we have – we haven't had him on yet.
2: We have not had Nick Brown on the show. You know, it's funny. It seems like we have because you've interviewed him pregame a few times this Couple year time, during yeah, broadcasting. Yeah. Uh, I talked to him a handful of times on Saturday night, but he hasn't been on Prep Sports Weekly yet. Here he is coming off of a 13-2 and co-champion, Wesco 3A season. Just played in the district championship game or coached in the district championship game on Saturday night from the Arlington Eagles boys basketball team head coach Nick Brown. Coach, welcome back to Prep Sports Weekly.
3: I appreciate it. You guys are great. We appreciate all you do for our, our the whole thing because it is great.
2: Well, hey, we, we think you're great as well, so a lot of love going around here right now. And and speaking of great, I don't want to talk about Saturday's game yet because we've been meaning to bring you on and kind of praise your team. Yep. As of right now, you're 18-5 and five this season. Your team finished with a five seed in the RPI rankings. Tell us a little bit about the Arlington Eagles season and how you you felt after it was all said and done as we start to look forward to the state tournament.
3: Um, I. Last summer I knew we were going to be okay, not great, but okay. And then I even said, we well, might be ranked in the top 20. And then as the summer went on, maybe top 10, and we got better and better and better. And then we came out in the first game, and Seahome just handed to us. We, they beat us by a little bit, but it was like, okay, dang it. And then we kind of went on a roll. And these guys are – we have one returning starter, David Zagman. And then uh, Layton played a lot last year, sort of, but he's a sophomore. And really, everyone else is fresh and brand new, and I don't really think anybody picked us to be as good as we are. I'm not sure I did. I thought we were pretty good. Um, Top 20, maybe top 10. I knew we'd be up there, but I didn't think we'd be as high as we got. And, again, I'm not sure we're that good yet. Uh, We have a lot to improve, but this group is really impressive. And uh, I have a great staff that's, you know, incredible. My staff is – I got to talk about them because they do a ton of work. Uh, Ronnie Pride, uh, we—I had Nathan Davis for the last few years, and he did an incredible job. And he stepped down. He's got a lake house now, and he's having more fun with life on that, I think. But then uh, Ronnie Pride comes down. He's from Bellevue. He drives from Bellevue every day, and uh, he is just a great guy. One of my best friends right now, to be honest with you. He and I are really close and get along great. And He's in tune to the boys, and the boys are in tune to him. And uh, Keith Brown is my freshman, and he's incredible. And uh, he's locked in with our post players. And then I have a kid named, uh, really not a kid, he's, he was in my class years ago and played for me. Caleb Lover, who's just, you know, great guy, good, just a hometown guy, loves the kids, kids love him. And, you know, like I said, Keith and Ronnie and Caleb are just awesome. And then I have another guy named Judd Hunter, who's a football coach. And he's joining to help us this year, and kind of just kind of picked up a little bit here and there and did his thing. And he's become a really important part of our staff. And he sees things great; he sees things different than I do, um, different than Ronnie does, which is perfect. We need that. Um, and he's just a really good guy. Great, his he's, he's son plays for us, and you know, I mean, it's it, that's not an issue at all. I mean, his son is there, but it's about the kids, and he's he's helping us out and doing a great job. And then, of course, I have Jeff Bryson who. You know, legendary coach from Darrington, and he has a state championship. I'm one of the few coaches to have a state championship JV coach. This doesn't happen. <laughs> and, uh, you know, those guys just do a great job. And they've really helped us this year to kind of take our defense in a, in a little different direction. And, you know, for whatever it is, it's 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 doing pretty well. And our offense has probably suffered a little bit because we're working so much on defense. But um, we really believe that the way to do it was to go through defense. And I give them, you know, I really love to make an emphasis on it, and they're doing a good job. And uh, my, my players are great. They are they bounce back. You know, we lost to Sehome, and then uh, Terrace got us pretty good the first time, and they got us good the second time, obviously. Um, and, you know, Monroe, he does a great job there. They got us, and Jackson's really good, and they got us. But we've had, you know, a lot of 30-point, 25-point, you know, a lot of, lot of double-digit wins this year. Uh, not real common in high school basketball, um, but we've had a, a number of them. And, you know we just fly around and our kids play together they play loose they play well they they've only let you know I think I think the moment got just to there tonight um, you could see it in our eyes a little bit we were a little bit caught up in the moment but for the most part we've been doing a good job and I know this group they're, that's they're gonna take that as motivation do better next time you know I'm starting two or three sophomores and I got two, I got two sophomores starting and I no three I have late and then yeah three sophomores starting and I got a junior and, and then seniors. And, you know, I got juniors coming off the bench, and I got some sophomores and a couple seats off the bench. So it's it's been a really good group. We're really balanced, and it's fun. They're just good people. They're great kids. Their parents are awesome. It's been fun to coach them, be around them. They're, the biggest thing last summer was uh, their personality. They just didn't have one. And I got after them. And if you notice, I don't know if you notice, in you know, warm-ups, they, they get really hyped up, and they, they talk, and they have a good personality, and they want to have fun. And that's where we just want to have fun. That's it.
2: Well, and certainly I will put my hand up in the air as being one that I, I didn't see this coming this year from you guys just because simply it didn't know who a lot of these guys were going to be. Like you mentioned, Zachman was returning, got to see a little glimpse of Leighton last year. And I knew he was going to be special from talking to you and, and a few other folks, but for you guys to end up in the district championship game, uh, completely unexpected for a lot of people back in, you know, October, November, uh, a little bit of a rough night. The other night you did lose the district championship game. The beauty of it is you'd already qualified for state. Uh, how did the guys take it, and what was practice like today?
3: Uh, okay, a couple things. Uh, for me, I really tried to focus on, I mean, It was, you know, it became pretty obvious pretty quick that we weren't doing very well, and we thought coming out of halftime, you know, I think we're down by 14, and uh, my usual strategy when we're down, we just weren't down much this year, but when we're down, we try and cut it in half by the quarter. So we said seven by quarter, and then try and catch up and reel it in like a fish. And it just didn't happen. You know, we just didn't hit the shots. They, it, You know, and Neyland is an incredible coach. They they out-coached out us, outplayed us, outsmarted us, out-did everything. Out-hustled us, out-worked us. Um, and, you know, I mean, Nalen just it does a great job. They did a great job. So I think that really definitely frustrated us. We were not happy. But for me, um, I had quite a few people say, gosh, you know, you were so calm and all that. Well, what are you going to do? I mean, you can't get mad at him, <laughs> yeah. And I can't get mad at myself. I mean, I'm always, I can I, I am mad at myself because... I could done more. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing for me and Ronnie. As coaches, we felt, you know, we both said sorry to each other and sorry to the kids, and we felt bad. And, you know, and they, they said sorry. I mean, that's the thing is about this group is, you know, the best apology is changing behavior, and we have to make sure we fix it and don't do it again. We try. We have a saying of, you know, don't lose two in a row, which we did this year to Monroe and Jackson, which was a hard one for us. Um, you know, that was really hard to swallow. But we also say, you know, Michael Jordan has a statement, let it wash down the drain when it's uh, after a loss and forget it. And so we definitely were not happy. Uh, it was a tough, tough night for us, definitely to to sit there and and, and swallow that pill and know that we we really wanted to cut the nets. That was a goal we had, I mean, for sure. And we talk about it and we talked about it. and that's you know that's one thing that I want to give a shout out to uh, Angie McGuire and Tyler Geving because There was talk about not doing it, and they went to bat for us and said we need to be able to cut down the nets. And and I felt, and and Nalen felt, either way, that's a big part of the the district tournament and the ceremony. I mean, even though I didn't get to do it, I'm very happy he did, and I want to be able to do it again if we ever get the chance. But, uh, yeah, we did not practice today. We took two days off. Um, We don't go until Saturday. So we we really liked the the idea. And I used to always go, go, go. one year, I mean, I, I used to practice on Saturdays, work on film on Sundays, and then uh, we had one year where we had snow, and it was the year we went to state, and we didn't get in the gym for four or five days, and those kids came back chomping at the bit, you know, and so I just always remember that instead of going, we get, we have to practice. We wanted to, we wanted to get to practice, and so we feel like taking two days off, we'll get in tomorrow, um, and, you know, we'll, we'll hit the ground running, and we'll get after Mount Vernon and – uh in Walla Walla, we have a chance to to go watch them play. I mean, obviously, this is a weird situation. We have regionals in this area and we have, in our gym. And, uh, you know, I mean, do I feel it's fair or not? I don't know. I can't tell you that because the way it is is that Tom Roy's R A D, AD. You know, they give an offer to everybody to go who wants to be a, a, a site, a local site for regionals because they're having a hard time getting them. Right. And uh, since they have a hard time getting them, I said, well, okay, so we – understand that if you volunteer you you know you might get it but you can't complain about home site and all that kind of stuff because we don't have enough sites and so tom royce to his credit he went and did it and got it and you know i mean it's open for anybody to do if they have the venue and he did it and it worked in our favor for you know and i'm going to say it's not worked in our favor a lot in the past it's we haven't had a lot of breaks and i'm not complaining at all i mean i'm very blessed and happy and all that but there's been t- times like this where it just doesn't go our way. And, and I'm going to say it's going our way yet, I mean, but it's it, it's definitely a nice plus. I'd rather play here than drive to Spokane.
2: <laughs> Which you did last year. Yeah, well, five yeah five games at Arlington beginning at noon. You're the fifth game. You play the 8 o'clock game, if I'm correct there. Yes. You're going to be playing the winner of tomorrow's Mount Vernon Walla Walla game. And you kind of got lucky there, too, because you never know how these seedings are going to work out. You could have been asked to go scout a game that was on the other side of the mountains, That game's at Mount Vernon. Not that far from you, all things considered. So, got to think you're feeling pretty good about that. You mentioned a minute ago, so you and the boys are all heading up there, I take it?
3: Oh, for sure. Yeah, we'll go up there. And then uh, we'll come back. You know, I've got my assistants kind of working on both teams and doing that. I'm trying to get some logistics figured out of, you know, just figuring out what we did wrong, what we got to do better in the next game, and then we'll take what they have and put it together, and then we'll go and watch them play, and then, you know, I'll have a We'll have a scout on both of them, obviously, and uh, we'll go up there knowing the scout, and then we'll kind of, have, as, as the game goes on, you'll be able to figure out who's going to be or not, you know, and we'll, we'll walk out of there that tomorrow night knowing who we're going to be playing, and we'll hit the ground running on on Wednesday with a full-on, you know, focused practice on that team. So tomorrow's more of a get back in the gym, talk about what's going to happen, get their money, you know, because like I said, this is new for them. Um. And the mental part, of, we're just big on the mental part of it. it. It's, you know, everything is mental, we think, and just mindset and all that. And so we'll talk about the mental st- the, the status of it. We, you know, what's it going to be like to be in regionals? We're at home. So this is a new one for me. I've done a lot of things, been a lot of places, and post a lot of situations. But in 30 years, this is my first time playing a regional game at home. So I've played, I have played teams on their home court in regional games and or district tournament games and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's never fun.
2: Yeah, well, you, yeah, you had to play the loser-out game, I guess, last year, the 13-versus-20 game at home, which was nice. If you're going to have to play one of those to play it at home, you didn't have to travel. However, you didn't get that luxury of getting to wait until the following weekend to play, whereas this year, it's different between difference between being the number 12 seed this year and the 13 last year, one extra game. So uh, I guess it's kind of nice to get into that, that top dozen, isn't it?
3: Well, you know, and I've had a lot of people ask, and I'll just kind of address it now. Um, you know, people were were – kind of upset that we got dropped to 12 and and i feel like yeah i can see that but you know what we didn't do good enough if we would have played a better game on friday we i think we would have deserved a higher seed but you know what we didn't play well and you gotta play well and we 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 take it personal and we're going to try and do better but you know what it's what it is and so we still have a situation where we don't have to play a playing game it could have been the 13 and i i credit you know our, our representatives who went and you know, I fought for West Coast and, and they women and the other the other teams, and I feel like they did a great job. And Tyler Geving does a good job of it, and he, he stands up for us, and he's, he sees what we're doing, and we're trying to improve as a league. We're playing tougher t- opponents, and it's it's paid off this year. And so, yeah, I mean, I'd much rather be going here. And, and, like, you know, I think in the past, kind of this new thing, to being able to go to regionals, and it's almost like a mini-state experience where you go across the state and stay in a hotel and all that and practice in another gym and then play it. Forum, you know, it's a foreign, you know, environment. And, but you know what? This year, we really want to get to the dome, and it would be nice if we could just I don't know, just <laughs> get things done and then go to Tacoma. And you know, you know, and it, it doesn't get easier down there. We're, you know, we have we have the the winner. Of, I don't even remember. Yeah, I, I, have, I have you probably know better than I do. I have not looked at it on purpose, but I know O'Day's names in there, and you know, you have Rainier Beach in there, and you got some teams that are obviously really good. So. It's not going to get easier, but we would like to just at least get down there and then see what our chances are. It's like last time we went to – when we got fifth, you know, we played. And uh, one of the greatest stories I think I have as a coach is we walked in the gym and this is a, a pretty cool thing for us. I mean, it's one of my better coaching moments. There are not many of them, but this is a better one. We uh, we walked in the gym and Garfield was playing uh, Bothell. And the Bothell, Bothell guard threw the ball from half court. Zach Levine. I'm not sure if I say it right.
1: Yep. Zach Levine. Zach Levine. Yep. It's Levine.
3: It's Levine, and Zach Levine went up and just freak dunked. I mean, it was an incredible hammer dunk. It was crazy, and our guys kind of looked there like, "Oh my gosh, we're not in Kansas anymore." <laughs>
4: um,
3: and it, I think it rattled. I think it rattled us. It was. It was. It was. You know, I mean, Zach's an incredible player. Incredible. You know, he's so great. But here he was as a. 18-year-olds went up and above like three guys and just threw it down. And it was impressive. And so I remember seeing our guys kind of freaked out by that a little bit. And lucky for us, we played Richland. And at that point, Garfield, when our game started, Garfield and Bothell were both in the stands. And I told our guys, hey, look look, look over there. That's those. That's Garfield and Bothell. We're not playing them. We're playing Richland. And it kind of settled us down a little bit and came on, and got to win. And, then, you know, ended up losing to – to Garfield or Jackson in the next game, and then Garfield in the final game to get fifth. But that's the closest we've got. We want to get past that. We'd like to get you know five, four, three, two, or one. Obviously.
2: Well, first things first. Saturday night, eight o'clock. You'll either be taking on Mount Vernon or Walla Walla. Arlington Eagles making it back to state once again. A great season thus far, and hopefully it continues after this weekend. Uh, Head coach Nick Brown. Always appreciate you. I thank you for the time tonight, and uh, hopefully we'll see you next week.
3: Can I, real quick, just kind sure. of just talk about my players real quick. want to make sure they get their names on here if that's okay. Yep. Yeah, Leighton Martin, great sophomore, does great. Uh, David Zachman, just got All-State, voted in the All-State game, phenomenal. Both of those two are All-League kids. Ty Rusko, All-League kid. Uh, not, uh, I don't want to mention, uh, Jake Willis is a sophomore, great. you got Jackson Trotter, sophomore. Jacoby Failer is a junior. And then i got guys coming off the bench. Silas Miller can shoot the ball. Aiden Meese playing great lately. He had a great game the there tonight. Jace Rosena is just a, you know, he's a soft, or a senior, solid kid. And uh, I got Caden Heiss, who's been a great job all this night. And then Billy Buckets, we call him Billy B, with the big glasses, and he's doing great. And Caden, like I said, Kate Hunter also. So great kids. And uh also want to make sure my kids, my boy in Japan knows how much I love him. If I, He gets to hear this, and my daughter in Ellsberg knows how much I love her.
2: It's a family affair there at Arlington. I love that you've mentioned that as well. Nick, always a pleasure.
3: Thank you. You guys are great. Appreciate all you guys do for us, what, we, what we've tried to do. It's awesome.
1: There you go, head coach of the Arlington Eagles.
2: Yeah. Now that we've
1: we got all this love from Nick Brown, let's
2: see if Nalen Sued keeps it going and keeps <laughs> singing our praises. What do you think?
1: Uh, let's bring him up.
2: <laughs> He's the uh, the head coach of the district champ. We just talked to Nick Brown, who was the runner-up. Mellie Terrace back-to-back district champions. They are taking on Eastside Catholic on Saturday night, This is a three versus six, which means both teams have already punched their ticket to the Tacoma Dome. The winner gets to advance automatically to the Elite Eight. The team that loses will have to play in the round of 12. Coach Sued, how are you tonight? We think he's there. I thought he's there. you you hit the red button? Phone A. Phone A is on. (laughs) Phone A is up. Nayland Sued, are you there? Well, well maybe, maybe we did need to go to a commercial break. Okay. Uh, the, light, the light is showing that he's there, yeah. so yeah. Uh, well, let's, let's go ahead and take a break, and hopefully we'll catch up with Nalen Sue then.
5: Aching bones, aching knees. For some, they're an inconvenience. For others, aches are a constant. And for even more, aching joints are debilitating. The surgeons at Everett Bone & Joint are dedicated to restoring your health and comfort by using the latest medical technology and methods for their patients. By ensuring their patients receive the highest quality of care, they bring expertise and comfort to the community by helping you stay healthy. Discover how the surgeons of Everett Bone & Joint can help keep you moving through life. To find out more and to schedule an appointment, go to EBJProLineSurgeons.com.
0: In just four years, Marysville Toyota has earned the highest Google scores among all Metro Toyota dealers and is rated number one in customer satisfaction by Toyota in the Seattle Metro region. They're honored to support this community through our sponsorship of the Safeway Foundation, Pink the Rink, Make Strides Against Breast Cancer, the Strawberry Festival, the Marysville, Arlington, and Lake Stevens Chamber of Commerce, Rotary, and now the KRKO Marysville Toyota High School Player of the Game. Come experience the power of one, one price, one person, one hour. Go to MarysvilleToyota.com. At KRKO, now more than ever, we all need to find a reason to smile. You're telling me a chicken fried this rice?
5: (laughs) Nothing embarrasses a psychic more than throwing them a surprise party. And you know that confused look that people get when they look at new technology? I'm like
0: that, but with salad. It's Tim Hunter, Morning 6 to 9 on KRKO. When you can use a little smile to start your day.
1: Prep Source Weekly continues here on this Monday night. We we built him all up, and then he was gone. You gotta
2: love live radio, right? <laughs> yeah, we were right. telling Nalen he had to sing our praises after Nick Brown just threw some love at us, and uh, all of a sudden he wasn't there. Maybe a maybe I jinxed us. I, I think he's there now, Coach. How are you?
6: That gave me every reason to hang up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, that's fair enough, actually. I don't blame you for that. Well, we we mentioned it right before the break. We'll mention it again back to back district champions. Uh, congratulations.
6: Oh, thank you. I appreciate it, and it's. Uh... It's always good to be the one talking to you steve after the game but uh you know that uh it wouldn't have been you know obviously we wanted to do it but the respect we have for arlington's program and coach brown know, i know we had a you know a good win that night but uh if we didn't get it no problem with arlington how they do things up there and like i said they uh coach brown and his staff do do a fantastic job but uh Obviously, it feels a little bit better the next morning when you have a few more points at the end of the game.
2: No, definitely. Well, one of my favorite moments from the other night, and I'm I'm, I'm fortunate enough to call you and Nick, both friends of mine, to see the two of you sitting on the bench together with your arms around each other for about 10 minutes before the game. Here yeah. you guys are getting ready for the biggest game of the season in some ways, and the two of you are just kind of chatting away, two old friends, just having a nice conversation. It's nice to see respect, and we get a lot of that in Wesco.
6: You know, and, and it's easy to do that because um, – so many of the coaches in Wesco are like-minded, and I'm not. You know, there's a lot of coaches across the state that are are similar, but the guys in the Wesco, people do it the right way, and when they do it the right way with the right kids, how can't you respect what they do? Sure, you want to beat them at the end of the day, but if Mount Lake Terrace isn't going to come home with a trophy, seeing the other Wesco teams that do, no problem. And Maybe I'm just at that stage in my career, and it might sound a little bit uh, sappy to say that, but I just, you know, been... Able to coach with great people in the West, and I'm probably coaching to this day because of some of those mentors that uh, uh, were to me when I was a young coach. I saw Mac Frazier the other day before our Mount Vernon game. I sort of know who he was rooting for that night, (laughs) but I was still able to have a good chat with him. And, and, you know, watching him as a young coach and how he did things at Mount Vernon, and, you know, if you pick up one little thing here, one little thing there, um, that only makes you better. And so, uh, you know that that's still hopefully carrying on to this day with Westco coaches.
2: By the way, Grant Leap, the head coach at SPU, was in the building the other day too when you were playing Melvorden. I have a feeling I know who he was rooting for as well. But uh...
6: well, you know, it's funny he sent me a text the other day and said congratulations. I said well, it was about time because I don't even want to talk about our record when he and Matt Frazier were there <laughs> playing and coaching. So he's a great guy, does a great job at SPU, as you guys know. And uh, you know, it's it's been really great to see so many people at high school basketball games. Uh, The past couple weeks, I I think it's the best 8 bucks you can spend your money on. and We were just talking a couple
2: of questions here, actually one in particular. Nick Brown mentioned something in in that interview that I wasn't aware of. He said that, uh, according to him, there almost wasn't a net cutting this year, which to me is all – that's the fun of winning the district championship is watching the the players and the coaches get up there and cut that net down. Did, Did Angie McGuire and Tyler Gevin have to kind of step in and save that?
6: Well, you know what? Angie and Tyler are phenomenal. And uh, until you run a tournament, you know, we run the holiday tournament. Steve, you've been a part of that. Tom, you've been a part of it even. And, you know, when you start getting behind schedule and games start going later and later, uh, a friend of mine, Tim Kelly at Curtis, you guys all know Coach Kelly, he started a state state championship game, and I think it was against Jackson, actually, like well after 10 o'clock one year. And so, you know, trying to stay aligned with scheduling and timing and then that ceremony of doing that, you know, you have to be – there's there's two sides to the whole thing. And Angie and Tyler, we talked to them, Nick and I did, and obviously we wanted to make sure it happened. And they, they want to do what's best for kids. There's no doubt about it in my mind, those two athletic directors and others. And so, they, you know, they talked about it and they, they, they made the right decision. I think we'll have to look at things in the future, how to do it the right way, keep games aligned, but still maximize the experience for – the main stakeholders, the kids, the coaches, the parents, the student body, and how can we do that? So, you know, we got it right this year, whether it was us or Mount Lake Terrace, uh, to cut the nets down afterwards. And uh, it's funny because Nick called me because we were talking about it, and he called me at about 5 o'clock on Friday, and I was in practice, and I thought about answering the phone and putting him on speakerphone and letting him know we're still practicing, but he still out. he has time to call me this is a good omen for us right now, but, uh, but I didn't, I waited till afterwards and, uh, you know, I, I have to like Nick, my wife thinks the world of him, So when your wife thinks the world of another coach, you gotta like him. <laughs> a, you know, you look at, you guys talk before the game, you know, you're competing against them. You want to beat them. He wants to beat us after the game. It's respect. You know, I sat with him in meetings uh, for WIPCA yesterday. Um, that's just, you know, we've, we've been both going at it for a long time. I thought about maybe our, it was one of our first playoff games in 2011 against each other. That was only like a couple years ago. Well, actually, no, it was a long time ago, and that just shows how long Mount Lake Terrace and uh, and Arlington have been competing in really quality high-stake basketball games.
2: So I've got to ask this next question without knowing your thoughts on it already. We Sometimes we've talked about this in years past. This year we haven't. Last year you won the district championship, and you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong on this one because I'm kind of shooting in the dark. I think you might have – been number four in the RPI last year after the district tournament was that right? Yeah, and then yes, I think correct. so. You were number four in RPI. The committee got together and put you as a number nine seed, which meant you had to win a game just to get to the Tacoma Dome. This year, after the district championship, you're the number three seed RPI ranking wise, and they put you at number six. Um, thoughts on the number six spot? I mean, is that a what were you thinking after you went to bed on Saturday night? Where did you think you would end up when the the numbers came out the next day?
6: I went to bed thinking the same thing as last year. We're, we're, we've done everything to do it a one through eight. You know, you're never entitled to anything. You don't have a right to anything. But our kids last year on the court, what they did, record-wise, RPI-wise, and district championship-wise, they did everything. And we got slighted. But, you know, like I said to the committees when I had a chance to talk to all the committees with my role as whip guy, I said, you know, we'll know whether you guys got it right or not. On March fifth uh, of next year, of of uh, this year, and that's when you find out whether the seedings are done right or not afterwards. And so, luckily, our kids and I was able to tell them this uh, last year after the uh, our game against Kelso was they decided, this they decided you know what was right or wrong on the basketball court, not in a Zoom meeting, and not fighting the committee because they don't have uh, uh, easy work to do. But this year, and knowing some of the people on the committee, and talking to people yesterday for. Multiple, representing multiple committees, they had done their homework. So there was not that many tough decisions to make yesterday, it sounds like. Because, yeah, if this team upsets that team or this team wins district or that team, here's where they're going to end up. But there was so much legwork done, research done, tape watching done, going out and watching games for the past seven, eight weeks, that they, sorta, they had a good idea of where people would fall. And for us to go from three to six, you know, if we go three to four, if we go three to two, you know, you're still going to be playing one of those seven other top eight teams. And I don't look at any of those and go, oh, yeah, that's the team we want to play. Everybody's good. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you go look at nine through 20 even. I mean, if we're talking about, you know, a short and a Mount Vernon being uh, in playing games, well, we know better than anybody how good Shortcrest is. And I know Mount Vernon's really good. So, you know, you just got to, you just got to be better. And the, 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 the winning the district championship, that was awesome. It's a great experience. it will live with those kids and as a coach for a long time and the fans. And, you know, it, it's just something we've had uh, been fortunate to play in it several times. We haven't always been successful, but we did get it done. But then I wake up today, and the best part about it, you guys, is I got nine days, and these kids got nine days to be better. And if we want to make some noise and we want to, you know, replicate what we did last year and have a good run down there, uh, one of our last goals as a basketball uh, team this year is to be playing on the last day of the state tournament because that means you have a trophy. And so um, so the best thing is we've got nine days for sure to get better, and we started that again today, and uh, we've got things to get better. We had a good game against Arlington. Things went well for us, but there's still things we can find uh, watching that game, and the kids know we got to be better at
2: well, you've got Eastside Catholic coming up there, the number three seed. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the six foot nine center. He's a junior. Jacob, is it Kofi? Uh,
6: Kofi, yes. Jacob Kofi. And, uh, you know, we started yesterday, and uh, there'll be more tonight in the next couple of days of consuming as much tape as we can, but then filtering that down to what, you know, the 17-, 18-, 16-year-old kids can, uh, can pick up. Um, but, you know, they, they – one thing about Eastside Catholic is they've got talented players but they're very disciplined they run their stuff they guard well um you've seen what they've done to Garfield who's all equally well coached and talented and what they did in a in a very tough metro so um you know jake jacobs uh, he, he's played in some uh, whip events and obviously carried them in the state tournament last year and for the season so you know he he just he, he just plays the right way and i I think he's got such a good upside because his fundamentals are so good. You throw in his frame, you throw in, he's got some athleticism, and he's not one-dimensional. Um, he can get the basketball at the low block and go jump hook, drop step, but then he faces up and goes off the dribble. So, you know, he's he's going to be some work for us, but he's been for us, work for a lot of people for the past three years in high school. And, um, you know, uh, we could talk about Jacob, but then, you know, uh, Auburn's got good players. Rainier Beach, I saw uh, – uh, O'Day's got, you know, everybody's got some kid, but he might be one of the marquee kids in the, in the uh, 3A state tournament right now.
2: So curious, if if you win that game, you play, you know, one of these two teams. If you lose that game, you play one of these two other teams. As far as getting ready for the next week, are, are you sending guys out or anybody out to other locations to watch games, or is it just a matter of, hey, we'll get the film once this game's over? Right now, it's all about Eastside Catholic.
6: Yeah, really good question. Right now, it's all about Eastside Catholic, but you know, as a coach, it's my job to have the kids as prepared as possible. So we have to look at those other scenarios, win or lose, that come out. So, um, you know, we've started collecting tape on as many teams as we can. But we will get, uh, we will get the possible opponents. You know, if we, you know, I have the bracket because, like Nick was saying, it's hard to memorize the whole thing. But you know, if we're playing on that Thursday, we got to see who the winner of 11 is, and uh, if we're playing on Wednesday, we got to play. Uh, the winner of seven. So we're going to try to get those again because the most recent tape is really good and that's what you want to have. But you want to have a couple others to corroborate or give, you know, see the body of work of what a team does. The challenge is a quick turnaround. Once you get to Tacoma from one day to the next, you just find time to do it and, and get it done. But we'd have a couple days, but we want to be, you know, we want to be up and ready on Sunday morning for whatever's next, uh, Hopefully it's Thursday, but we'll be prepared for uh, Wednesday also.
2: We can't wait again. This coming Saturday night, 6 p.m. start time, Mount Lake Saris at Eastside Catholic. The Hawks will then uh, go to the Tacoma Dome the following week where they finished sixth in state last year. Nayland and Sued, congratulations on yet another district championship back-to-back years, and congratulations on punching your ticket to Tacoma again. Best wishes on Saturday against the Crusaders.
6: Good. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Tom. And echoing... Uh, what Nick just said, I, I do appreciate and I hope the listeners also appreciate what you guys do for high school athletics because uh, you guys give us the exposure and recognition for the kids, which is just phenomenal. So thank you guys. I appreciate it.
1: There you go. Thanks, Coach. That is Coach Nalen Suit of Lake Terrace. And we should say, and they play at Bellevue College. Bellevue College,
2: okay. Did I yeah. say, what did I say? At,
1: at Eastside Catholic. Oh, I said at Eastside. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. Thank you for the catch. Then yeah, I okay. thought maybe I said Bellevue Community College because... Once upon a time, when I was a student, it was.
1: (laughs) Well, when I was a student there, it was BCC. I still call it BCC. (laughs) All right, what's next?
2: We are going to talk to Tevin Dillon, the head coach for the Mariner Marauders. They
5: are also heading to state. We're going to do that next. KRKO. Mike Dixon with Farmers Insurance knows that good coverage counts. Whether you're running through the defense to the end zone, finding a good position for the game-winning three-pointer, Or if the neighbors need to refine their fastball. And here comes the pitch. Oh, sorry. Coverage is important. Call Mike Dixon to find out what coverage is best for you. And pretty soon, you'll be sticksin' with Dixon. That's Mike Dixon with Farmers Insurance in Old Town, local TO. Call 425-375-0860 today. Because coverage counts.
7: The first impression is the most important, so trust your first impression to Screen Printing Northwest. Get your logo embroidered on a shirt or hat. Make a statement with custom screen printed shirts and hoodies for your business, school, or event. And relax knowing that your first impression is in the hands of the area's experts for a quarter century. Screen Printing Northwest in downtown Everett, online at ScreenPrintingNW.com. That's ScreenPrintingNW.com.
4: Justice is easy if you know what to do. Call 800-LAW-0842.
0: The law offices of Russell and Hill are proud sponsors of the KRKO Prep Sports Student-Athlete of the Month. These student-athletes have demonstrated excellence on the field of play and in the classroom. Russell and Hill believes in being part of your community and salutes those who give the extra effort. Russell and Hill will
5: fight for you. Call Zero eight four two.
8: Working with your own two hands to keep the industries in the Pacific Northwest moving forward. It's possible at Everett Engineering. Machining and fabrication services to make new and replacement parts for all industries. Everett Engineering supports the people. Keeps the Puget Sound area growing. And now, we're growing too. If you've got experience as a manual machinist, CNC programmer, or you're just interested in starting a career, find employment opportunities. Opportunities and benefits at everettengineering.com. Equal opportunity employer. Again, everettengineering.com.
1: Prep Sports Weekly continues here on this Monday night. Tom Lafferty along with Steve Willis. This Coach Coach know no, he's carrying the entire weight of an entire league. <laughs> yeah,
2: West Go for it, yeah.
1: Boys and girls. One he's boys got the whole
2: team, th- zero girls teams, and he's the one, or they're the one. Yeah, unfortunately, with that by district tournament, the way it worked out this year, only one team coming through, and it is the Mariner Marauders. And it wasn't easy for these guys. They had to overcome a 19-point deficit in the third quarter last week in the loser-out game to defeat the Jackson Timberwolves. Tevin Dillon, congratulations on getting your team back there.
9: Yeah, no, thank you. It's some some fun basketball these last few weeks. So we had played in a tough league. You know, Jackson Jackson's a really tough team. Man, Jackson all the way down to Kamiac, not even making playoffs. We have we've had really close games with all everybody in our league. So a lot of fun these last few weeks.
2: Yeah, and you and I talked back at a uh, I guess it was the holiday tournament around Thanksgiving time down in. Or was at Highland Community College, and we were talking about the parody of the league and how all five teams were kind of right there with one another, and it didn't disappoint this year. There weren't very many easy nights for any of those teams, so to come out of there and to be the only one, kind of a big deal, and you mentioned that it's been fun, but how, how much fun is it when you're down by 19 in a loser-out game?
9: Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that was. Hey, it was an emotional game. It was emotional for coaches, it was emotional for players, but... You know, we came back earlier in the year. We came back from a 28-point deficit, you know, and um, we didn't win the game, but we bought it within three with with only four minutes left. So um, I knew, and I'd say the same thing with Mount Side. Mount Cy was pretty tough later on in the the game, but if we can stay within striking distance of teams, um, we can turn on and big things happen. So I just knew we had to stay within striking distance.
2: Was there anything you said to the guys at that point? I mean, what's the message at that? I mean, do you kind of remind them of that 28-point game?
9: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so it, I don't need to, I don't, I don't remind them at all because they, they, they hundred percent, they know what they're capable of. My thing was, um, you know, the, we, it's a group of seniors. I have, I have six seniors. So it's, um, it's a group of seniors. It could be their last game. And Jackson came out with a really good game plan and um, we struggled with it early and um, we just had to get the rest. Other guys had to get involved Other the senior guys had to get involved to make big plays. And that's what happened. We had guys making big plays and, we just, you know, clamped down the defense. They weren't able to score the whole the last three minutes of the fourth quarter. So, um, really, the message going into um, halftime was um, our role players needed to step up and, you know, hit shots. They were they were open, hit shots, and then we need to clamp down and let's just chip out the lead, chip out the lead, chip out the lead, chip out the lead. If there's time left, we can win the game. So that was that was the message.
2: Well, we always talk about it when you go into the by district you never know what you're going to get and Kinko's always going to be tough. How much better are you for having to play in that tournament and, and having to run through kind of that gauntlet of both West and and Kinko to get you ready once you get to state?
9: Yeah, I think you know there's uh, everybody's tough when you get to state but um the Kinko Coe, Kinko's tough. Kinko's tough. Uh, West Coast was tough this year and Kinko was tough. We have some of the top a lot of the top teams in, top 10 teams in in uh West Coe that um, well they've been they were top 10 all year that um that we've had to face you know and uh, mount side mount side can easily win the win the whole thing um they're tough they're they're a tough team and um skylines is a really tough team woodenville even did not didn't make the tournament those guys are those guys were tough so well coached they're disciplined they got shooters they got sides inside so i think just the experience of you know just the competitive and the experience it really helps you once you get to this level. It keeps me on my game as a coach, and the players, you know, they get the best. They get the best of the best. So, hopefully, it translates, and we can get some wins over at state.
2: Yeah. So you get the 12 seed. Chihuana gets the 13 seed. It's good news for you guys. It means 12 gets to stay closer to home rather than go across the to the other side of the the state. You get to stay uh, here in Snohomish County. You're going to play at Arlington High School on Saturday night, four o'clock start time. Tell us a little bit about the uh, the River Hawks of Chiawana.
9: You know they're they're tough. They're a tough matchup. Uh, There'll it, it, be a good matchup. They got um, they got three guys that really really can go. They got a, a really strong point guard, and they have um, some shooters, and then they have this a big down low that um, that's strong, right? So, um, but you know we, we come out and we we play hard, and we we just got to we got to do the little things in, in order to get the win. But they're disciplined. They have a presence inside. They play a high tempo like we play. So it it, 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 it it'll be a fun matchup. It'll be a really interesting game. Um, our, our guys are working hard right now. They're really confident, so we're just going to come out and put it on them. Put it on them early.
2: It's been over two months since we had you on the radio last. Give a quick shout out to your starting five. Who are we watching on on Saturday night?
9: Starting five, we got my point guard uh, Mike. He's a, a sophomore or he's a, a senior. All my my whole starting five is seniors actually. So we got Mike. We got um, his name is Mackey. They're both football guys. Um, we got Kenny. He plays down low as well as Mackay. Makai's um, been huge for us um, this year, and then Jalen, he's uh, one of my four-year starters. So, but a, good, a good group of guys that get after it on defense, and just they 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 play to win. They do what it, they do what it takes to win games.
2: It Should be a great game again. It's twelve versus thirteen. It's our lone Wesco foray representative for either the boys or the girls, so we'll certainly be cheering you guys, on. hopefully I'll see you up there, planning on trying to get out to that game. Again, five games at Arlington High School on Saturday. It's game number three of the five. It's a 4 o'clock start time. Certainly encourage uh, the Mariner folks to get up, get up there as well as basketball fans in the area. Tevin Dillon, again, you're doing a sensational job over there at Mariner. I know your alma mater it brings you a lot of pride to do this. Some great kids, and uh, it's fun to see the success you guys are having. Uh, continued success and best wishes on Saturday
9: yeah, thank you. and then, and we you know we really appreciate uh, we we appreciate what you guys do. The recognition is it's amazing for these for these kids. so we appreciate. All the work that you guys put in getting these kids recognized.
1: Happy to so do thank it. You. Thank you very much. There you go. That is head coach Tevin Dillon. We should say we're doing that game then on Saturday. Oh, I Saturday. almost forgot. I'm glad you yeah. said
2: that. Yeah, I knew you were doing a game on Saturday. It slipped my mind if it was one of the Arlington's or the Mariners. But we can't do the Arlington games because there's hockey that
1: night. Yeah, hockey that night. Right. And it's a it's a late hockey game because it's in Vancouver. And they start at or 7 o'clock on Saturday nights rather than 6. So okay. we can do a 4 o'clock game, but we'll do the um, – Arlington Chihuana Riverhawks game.
2: Yeah, so it should be fun. By the way, uh, Linwood girls at noon. I think Anna Cortis and Prosser. I think at two. Tevin's game. Mariner at four o'clock. And then right. Arlington boys and gir- or girls and boys back to back, six o'clock and eight o'clock that night. So just right. Buy a ticket and watch five basketball games and spend ten hours at the gym. It's a nice gym too. We've we've all done it. We've all done it in A. <laughs> hey, they've got good food up there too. So <laughs> they do. Come they on do up.
1: indeed. So and we should mention tomorrow night we've got the Th- girls three A sub-regional. We've got Bishop Blanchett, the Bears. Not the Braves anymore. That's They're correct. the Bears against Everett Seagulls. Tomorrow night, we'll have that game, the girls' game, right here on KRKL. While we're
2: doing that, we'll tease that. We've got Coach Daryl McNeil coming up on the show later tonight.
1: We'll talk to him coming up in just a little bit.
2: Although next, we're going to talk Meadowdale Mavericks girls' basketball with their two team captains. They have the same last name. They're the same family. It's the Powell sisters, Gia and Ava.
1: Prep Sports Weekly continues right here on KRKL. The playoffs are underway, and David Buster's at the Elderwood Mall in Linwood has you covered. Watch all of the action on David Buster's 40-foot Wow Wall. Experience more sports, more craft food and drinks, and more fun watching the games at David Buster's. The best football watching in the entire Pacific Northwest is at David Buster's at the Elderwood Mall in Linwood. Learn more at DavidBusters.com. That's
5: DavidBusters.com.
3: Hi, my name's Haley. I've been working with Move Fitness for a year now and already advanced into a district manager position.
10: My name's Aaron. I started off as a trainer and i built my way up into management and now this is a career for me. I love it here. When I come to work every morning, I'm excited to start the day.
3: I can't imagine working anywhere else.
10: I work
0: here to inspire others to achieve their goals.
3: You want to work for a company that cares? Move Fitness is the
6: place for you.
11: To learn more, go to movefitness.com.
6: That's M-U-V fitness.com.
0: Snohomish PUD has been energizing life in our communities for over 70 years. That's why your PUD is a proud supporter of broadcasting Western Conference high school athletics in our community. Congratulations to our local student-athletes for excelling in sports and academics. Your PUD offers several ways to help you save energy and lower your bill. The PUD offers instant rebates on energy-saving home improvements and special low prices on efficient home products. Check out SNOPUD.com or visit marketplace.SNOPUD.com for ways to save.
5: Whether you're talking about a building or a sports team, the foundation has to be strong. Smoky Point Concrete and Skagit Ready Mix have been a big part of so many strong foundations across the community, and they're not going anywhere. Concrete, sealants, aggregates, and so much more supplying the best contractors around. Servicing the community for over four decades, Smoky Point Concrete believes in building teams and communities the old-fashioned way, the same way that has served us all for so many years. Proud to support local sports,
8: SmokyPointConcrete.com. When you need to get a screwdriver fast for that one weird screw, Ace is the place. When you want to get that luxury riding lawn mower you've been researching for months, Ace is the place. And for everything in between, Ace is the place. Ace Hardware is where convenience meets quality. And when you shop at the Ace Hardware in Lake Stevens, you're shopping at an Eagle Stat Ace Hardware, locally owned by Christine Eagle Stat. She lives here. Her kids went to school here. She's dedicated to the Lake Stevens community. So the next time you find a weird screw or when it's time to get that riding mower, stop in to your locally owned and operated
0: Ace Hardware in Lake Stevens. back. At Marysville Toyota, there's a better way to buy your next car. It's called One. One price, one person, one hour. Our best upfront price is clearly posted on every vehicle. It takes all the guesswork out. We'll work with you from start to finish. No awkward handoff, no finance office. One person will work with you the entire time. And once you've selected what vehicle you want and how you want to pay for it, we'll do everything possible to get you on the road and on your way home in one hour. To experience the power of one, go to MarysvilleToyota.com. That's It's MarysvilleToyota.com.
1: We continue on Prep Swords Weekly right here on KRKO. Tom Lafferty along with Steve Willis. Talk, how about a little Meadowdale Mavericks? We
2: right? are. And you know what? By the way, I put a post it right in front of myself and I still didn't see it. I got to give a shout out real quick. Okay. Tevin Dillon's mom was celebrating a birthday today. He had a dinner with mom before he came on with us. Happy birthday, Mrs. Dillon. So, didn't get go. that in earlier. Okay. In case cool. she's still listening. Very nice. And very now we're nice. going to talk to two young ladies from the Middledale Mavericks who are heading to the state tournament. They're heading to the Tacoma Dome, thanks to the number eight seed that they got after playing in the district tournament last week. The team captains for the Mavericks, they happen to be sisters, Ava and Gia Powell. Congratulations, ladies. And A- Ava, you're you're heading to the Dome. How is it feeling?
7: Oh, it's very nice. Um... It's like we came close my freshman year, and I didn't know if we would get there after my sophomore year, but it's nice to finally have a chance to compete and play for the state championship,
2: yeah, and this is something like you mentioned, you came very close, I think your freshman year there didn't get a mm-hmm. tournament last year i mean this this is a team that has certainly had the talent to do so, and what was it like when you guys found out because really again, unless you're a top eight, you're not guaranteed the Tacoma Dome. What was it like when you found out that you were the number eight seed, and what were your expectations when you woke up that morning? Were you expecting to be a top eight?
7: Uh, I, I didn't really. I knew we were like at like the middle area, but I didn't know uh, that we were going to be eighth. And when we found out, it was very exciting because like, we thought we might have to play into the Tacoma Dome and ha- risk the chance of um, not being able to get there. But it's very nice that we were able to play there in our first game.
2: And Gia, for you, uh, obviously, we should point out, by the way, and we mentioned this on our broadcast on STSPN the other day, Gia is coming off of setting two team records the other day. She had a 41-point game against Monroe in a loser-out game. She also had nine threes in that game, breaking two school records. Gia, uh, you guys kind of had your backs against the wall there. You had to go through and win a couple of games to get here. Does it make it that much more special knowing what could have been and where you were just five or six days ago, and now all of a sudden we're, we're talking about Tacoma?
12: Yeah, I think, like, after our loss against Linwood and Overtime, that definitely hurt, and we knew the journey to the Dome would be longer, but, you know, we were able to obviously make it, and it just, um, you know, I think it just puts, like, more pressure, which I think is, which, like, more pressure on those games, which I think is going to, like, prepare us for the Dome better.
2: Ava, as a senior, I mean, what what is it? I mean, you have quite a few young players on this team too. Obviously, probably a little more of a sense of urgency for you. If Gia and some of the other girls didn't get there, they have until next year still. Is it something that you and some of your other senior teammates talked about and and thought about during the course of the year?
7: Yeah, I mean, it's always been like a team goal since before the even the season even started that we 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 wanted to get to the state championship, and it was even more uh, important for us seniors because this is going to be our last chance to do it because we didn't come through in the last last three years.
2: What's it like for you playing with your younger sister on the team, too?
7: Um, I I really enjoy it. Um, We've played together since we were starting in Snow King, like my third grade year. We've always played together, and to be able to play with her during my high school year for the last three years has been really special, I think um our energy
2: on the court is very special. Uh, and and Gia, now that you get the number 8 seed, the good news is is that the ticket is already punched for Tacoma, then maybe not so good news if you will. You get to play top-seeded Garfield. They're 19 and 1, coming off of a couple of state championships. What kind of a game are we expecting against the Bulldogs over at Bellevue College on Friday night?
12: Um I expect a competitive game. I think um Meadowdale's probably a little overlooked. I mean, this is the first time in, I think, in, like, 13 years. And um, all year, I think we've bought the best teams, and I think we're really excited to play, you know, the number one seed in the last year's state champions. Like, we will love that type of competition.
2: Now, I, I know you play AAU ball, correct? Yes. And now, are you playing for Rodney Stuckey's team? Is that correct? Yeah. So I'm guessing some of these Garfield girls you probably see throughout the course of the year. Is that a fair um, assumption, or do you what do you know about them?
12: I definitely do see them, and I know they have a few, like I guess, stars on their team that definitely are well known in the AAD world, and see them a lot in tournaments and you know just traveling.
2: So, uh, what what kind of a what kind of a team do they? play? I mean, are they up tempo team? What what kind of a game are you expecting from them?
12: Um, I think I'm expecting uh, just a lot of ball pressure on us. They definitely play defense, and they're definitely going to pressure full court and get up in us. But um, they have shooters. um, I mean, they do have bigs, but I don't think their main game – I think their biggest part of their game is that it just goes around their guards, especially their guard, Katie Fizza. I think a lot of their – um, plays our ran around her, and I think um, we're definitely gonna, you know, try to stop her. And sh- um, they also have like, M. D. Jones, who's uh, like a good forward, and she can drive to the hoop, know to the and just play help defense.
2: A- Ava, it's only Monday, so you got a little bit of time here. H- have you already started watching a lot of film on the on th- this team, or is it more of a? We'll get to that in the next couple days. Where where are we in the process of getting ready for a game on Friday?
7: Um, I've watched a little bit um, of their game against Lake Washington. Um, I thought that they played very competitively, but I thought it's definitely a team that we can compete with and maybe even win.
2: Talk a little bit about the the down low action this year for you guys, because really, with you stepping up, you were already doing it, Um, you've got players like... Audrey Lucas, you've got Sam Medina coming through now. Some of the, the bigger players on the team are really kind of stepping their game up, and it seems like it's flowing really well with the uh, the backcourt and what we've seen so far. How, how has that been kind of uh, adding to this team's success?
7: Um, I think since um, entering like postseason, everyone's uh, sort of stepped up because we know that this is um, our chance to get to the state, champ- uh, the state championship. And I, I think everyone's really stepped up, and everyone's done um, a good job just trying to get us um, to the Dome.
2: And it should be a, uh, an exciting time. Again, 1 versus 8, so they're already going. They're going to play the Garfield Bulldogs 6 p.m. on Friday. It's not a Saturday game. It's a Friday game, so we certainly encourage folks to get over there. And, hey, it says something, too, when you reach out to the coach and say, hey, can you come on with us and give us a scouting report? And he says, you know what, my, my captains are probably better equipped mm-hmm. for that. I want you to talk to them tonight, so... Uh, two really good ones here. So, Ava and Gia, appreciate your time this evening. Congratulations again. A 38-point victory over Snohomish last week to get to uh, to where we're at right now. And it uh, seems like the sky's the limit for this team. So, we'll see what you can do on Friday. Thank yeah.
12: you.
7: Thank you.
1: You bet. There we go. A little Meadowdale Mavericks girls basketball. Yeah, they're a
2: fun team to watch, yeah. too. If you haven't had a chance yeah. to check them out yet this year, they can do a little bit of everything. Uh, like Like Gia mentioned, they're kind of flying under the radar for some of the teams around state. This is a
1: powerhouse here, so this could be a really good game. But when you get a number eight seed, suddenly you're on the radar. <laughs>
2: you are, yeah. And we should point out, too, Meadowdale. Um, and I know we're, we're kind of running low on time, so I didn't want to get into it too much. They beat Lake Washington at Lake Washington earlier right. this year. At the time, Lake Washington was ranked number one. In fact, Lake Washington goes into this tournament as the number three seed. Meadowdale can
1: play. They can, and who's come, who's up? We're going to wrap it up with.
2: We're going to wrap it up with the Everett Seagulls, the boys and girls head basketball coaches. Uh, that would be Daryl McNeil and Bobby Thompson,
1: and they both play tomorrow. They golf coming up next, right here on KRKO.
0: Tired of doing a battle in the kitchen every night time to surrender take the family to the Buzz-In Steakhouse. The buzz Inn is open for indoor dining with mouth-watering hand-cut Angus steaks, chicken, seafood, burgers, sandwiches, and all-day breakfast. Relax while a Buzz-In takes on the hazardous cleanup duty. And with nine locations, there's a Buzz-In near you. Check out the menu ahead of time at buzzinsteakhouse.com. Dine in or take out the Buzz-In Steakhouse, where you always get a great deal on a great meal.
11: What's the biggest myth about interscholastic performing arts? that you have to be the most talented or experienced to participate. The truth is anyone can be a part of their school's performing arts. There are countless opportunities for students to participate, from theater, choir, and band to speech and debate. The bottom line? If you want to perform, there's a place for you.
0: This message presented by the NFHS and the WIAA.
5: Glass by Lund, serving the greater Puget Sound area since 1967 with quality work, exceptional service, and fair pricing. It's their honest reputation that has placed Glass by Lund among the top-rated glass companies in the area for quality based on customer satisfaction. So the next time you're in need of window repair or replacement, shower doors, mirrors, deck railings, residential, or commercial, why not call the place that has glass in their name? Glass by Lund. To schedule your free estimate, go to
8: glassbylund.com. During my nights out, I like to have fun. Sometimes I see
12: people smoke marijuana or drink alcohol. I
8: always make sure they get a ride home because I know the risks of driving under the influence.
12: Call a ride, sober friend, or family member. If you or your friends have been using marijuana or alcohol...
8: Nine out of ten young adults in Washington don't drive
0: under the influence.
8: Most Steer Clear to make it a night gone right. To find out more,
12: visit moststeerclear.org.
0: This message brought to you by Neighborhood House and the Washington Traffic Safety Commission.
2: It is President's Day at the Pit, that is the gymnasium at Everett High School, and not one but two basketball teams are practicing. We haven't seen this in quite some time over here in Seagull Country. Two teams heading to the state tournament as the Everett Seagulls boys and girls basketball team both punching their tickets on Saturday We've got both head coaches joining us right now. We're going to start with the boys' head coach, Bobby Thompson. You're an alum coach, and this team has had a bit of a state drought, if you will. Has it been since 2000, since this team has made it?
10: Yes, it, is, it, is, it was 2000. I was actually a volunteer assistant at that time with Coach Olson, and so we, we looked at the pitcher yesterday. I had a lot more hair back then <laughs> uh, than I have now, but uh, yeah, it's been a while. Well, what does it mean? What does it mean for the guys?
2: Obviously, you, you waited until the very last day to do it. It was a rough road, but you made it. I, I've got to think a lot of elation, not just for the players but for the coaches for that matter.
10: Well I think it's special overall not just for the guys that are here but for the guys that have kind of built the foundation we've been trying to get to the last couple years and I think that for this specific group of guys it it, you know it kind of exemplified who they are. They're a a bunch of perseverers. Um, You know we really faced obstacles all season long. um, A lot of growth through that. Um, Even last week you know having two uh, loser out games um, and the first one at Monroe in a really hostile environment without our all West Coast point guard. Um, who was out sick, and uh, in Danny Savovic, and just gutted through it, and um, just that was the cool thing about just kind of seeing that through with the guys last week, and they're 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 happy, but they're also not satisfied. So hopefully that can kind of carry us through as our journey continues.
2: And it wasn't just the boys that had to go the tough road there; the boys beating Monroe and then Marysville Getchell on Saturday for that final district spot, or I should say that state spot. The girls, on the other hand, Coach Gerald McNeil joining us. A triple overtime loss against Snohomish to start off the tournament. You then have a double overtime loss, what, four days later to Linwood. I saw a lot of tears from the girls coming off the court on Thursday, even though they had another chance. And then you fall behind on Saturday at halftime in a loser out game against Snohomish before coming back. How are you feeling right now? Have you had a chance to kind of catch your breath after the last week?
11: You know, um, when I've been through this process several times and I'm always trying to think about the next game. I can't worry about what's happened, what's already done is done. My thought process through this whole thing was, what do we need to do to get them there? What do I need to do to get them ready? And so it's kind of crazy. We, um, <clears throat> I think I canceled practice and took the girls to breakfast because I wanted them to get away from the gym. I wanted them to be refreshed. I wanted them to talk and laugh and just kind of let, let, it, let it loose a little bit, let loose a little bit. And then come back in on Monday and refocus and, and move forward. Talk a little bit about
2: Saturday. I mean, again, well, first of all, Thursday, you've got a lead on Lidwood fourth quarter. It looks like you might be heading to state that night. You end up losing that game. You still have to play another game on Saturday against the And then your team gets off to a slow start. I think you were down by seven or eight points in the first half. Not a lot of offense in that first half. What did you say to the girls at halftime?
11: Oh, I just told them to the say the course. It's, I go. We just got to be able to put the round thing in the round thing. Uh, our defense has got to carry us. We got to play harder and create more turnovers, and then uh, you know our shots will fall. We, we're we're a team that really builds off of a turnovers. That's our momentum, and uh, our defense is our offense. And so if we can add to that, and the girls are having fun, and they're turning kids over. Uh, and we're rotating like we're supposed to. It's it's a fun thing to watch, and then and then they start believing, and they pick up the energy, and it just kind of moves forward. I mean, even uh, Love Laney, Laney takes up comes up on a, on one shot, takes a shot to the face, and I look at her, I said, "You all right?" And she's like, "Yep, I'm fine. Let's go." And so it, it just tells you where they're at and their men- mentality and their mindset, and they refuse to go down. This is a tough team. I mean, I've coached a lot of different teams, and I'll tell you, the girls here at Everett, they just don't quit. We don't know what quit is, so uh, it doesn't surprise me that we were able to come back and battle through it all. Um, and I'm just excited and happy for them.
2: At 42 to 36 victory, N- not a bad thing either to have May Washington
11: get 14 points in the fourth quarter. It's about time she shot the ball. I mean, we <laughs> waited for her to put the round thing in the round thing. Uh, you know, it does help, but uh, I I don't want people to miss sight of what it, what played a part in that. Our defense was really big. Um, She might have hit the shots, but the girls got her to the ball for some good pull-ups, we were able to get turnovers and create more opportunities for ourselves. So uh, in my mind, she might've hit the shots and I'm thankful for that, but it was definitely a team effort because without them doing their job and then her being able to step up and hit those shots, those big shots down the stretch, uh, none of this, we wouldn't be sitting here talking right now.
2: And kind of nice too, that last year on president's day, you kind of had the whole gym to yourself. Not a bad problem
11: to have first world problems to have to it with the boys right now, right? You know what? This is a great thing. Uh, I'll tell you what, um, Bobby is an amazing coach and I I come in early to watch him coach and how he fires up and he motivates the kids and uh, I'm proud of Bobby and this program and what he's doing and being an alum there's always that extra added pressure and he's really stepped up to it and he's doing a wonderful job and I'm proud of him and like if you saw Saturday I I made sure I got down on the court to give him a big hug because uh, it's a big accomplishment you kind of get that thing off your back and you move forward and uh, there's more to come because he's he's amazing.
2: Oh Bobby uh, let's have you reciprocate tell me a little bit about Daryl he mentioned one of his players Laney that
10: happens to be your daughter so he, he's coaching your kid as well tell me a little bit about the girls coach. Well I just think it's, it's been really neat these last couple of years to uh, kind of build our relationship you know I think there's been a lot of times where just because of his experience and kind of the battles he's been through as a coach just with everything on the court off the court it's always good to be able to pick his brain and just kind of talk about things I'm going through as uh, kind of a, a you know a younger coach maybe who's just kind of starting to go through all the stuff for the first time and so he's been a, a good counsel for me on several occasions, and and obviously just does, the girls love him so much, man. I mean, it's just um, it's really like for my daughters, you know, Lily who graduated last year and played for him, and and Laney now uh, brought the joy of basketball back for them. And so uh, it, it was. It's just uh, I'm very happy for that, and I think that's you that's reflected in all the kids he works with.
2: What was Saturday like for the Thompson family? Uh, two o'clock, it was the girls' game again. Loser out, winner to state. Your daughters playing. Four o'clock. Your coaching your son avery's playing uh, i've got to think just kind of a wild and crazy day for you guys and how much of that time at between two o'clock and four o'clock were you maybe spending trying to both get ready for your own game and also i gotta kind of keep an eye on this girls
10: game too like the entire, time. the entire time it was very hard it was very hard to devote my entire attention to it um, I know that my wife more than made up for me and the passion she gave uh, for cheering on the kids and we were there the whole time but uh, you know what's funny is that coaching the last several years I've gotten a lot more muted at these games um, I, don't, I don't really say anything and I don't really get exp- I don't show a lot of expression and so I think it probably helped me leading into the our game mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and so I, I, it was. It was weird. It was different, um, but I, I enjoyed it, and I definitely enjoyed it more at the end of the girls' game when they won, and, and then a, a lot more when we won at the end of ours. And so it was. A, it was. A, it was a day I'll never forget.
2: Yeah, I can imagine, and a celebratorial day too, both of them coming away with victories. Let's look ahead here. You both ended up getting games to where, again, it's a round of 20 now. So the 13 through 20 seeds have to play essentially what they would call a play-in game you've already qualified for state but really you've got to play tomorrow to get to the round of 16 you both got games one at home one on the road daryl let me start with you the girls get the 13 seed they're playing blanchette here tomorrow night at the pit a home game uh, kind of a fun experience and i guess i'm always curious as to how coaches respond to this too you get a state experience but you're playing in your home gym good and bad right i mean in some ways you want them to experience traveling somewhere but it's never a bad thing to have your home court either though right
11: Home court advantage is really nice because our, our fans are going to be pumped up and they're going to pack the, st- the stands tomorrow. So uh, it's a, that's a good thing. However, um, the flip side of that, it, it'd be nice for the girls to feel like they're at state and embracing those moments. And being able to walk into the dome and seeing the, the lights and the setup and all that as well and being able to walk out of the tunnel. That's an added experience that you want to be able to go through. But... Hey, we're excited to play tomorrow. We're excited to take on Blanchette. Uh, They play, you know, we know they play some zones and uh, they've got a couple of good players that can shoot the ball and get to the rim. And so uh, it's a battle. It's playoff basketball, it's state basketball, and you gotta bring your A game and and bring your energy and bring it all and leave it on the court. Again, we're playing a loser out. And, you know, I kind of looked ahead. Uh, Our next three games could be loser outs. For sure, this one tomorrow and the next one after it. So, We've been there. We've already gone through it. And we have that pressure already on us. And we just know how to play through it. So uh, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to playing Blanchette. We'll see what happens.
2: A Blanchette team that went 4-10 and in Metro play, does that just speak to how tough Metro is? Because obviously they've figured some things out. They beat a couple of teams, I think, one of which they hadn't beaten in the regular season, and now here they are. Does that just speak to the kind of basketball that's played in Seattle right now?
11: I think Seattle, uh, anytime you look at that league, it's a tough league. <clears throat> uh, but if you look at our league, we have a tough league. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had six teams in our league ranked in the top 12, So uh, we're both playing in tough leagues. It says a lot about our our leagues and the coaches and the teams and what we're doing. Um, But, again, you know, they got here, we got here, and we get to face off and go league on league and see who's better. Tomorrow night 7 o'clock at Everett
2: High School. And then, Bobby, you guys get to go on the road, taking on North Thurston, what, about an hour,
10: hour and a half out of here? Well, what are we expecting from that game? You know, I think they're, it's, it's an, they're an interesting team. Uh, you know, they, they've got some size, and, and they're three bigs that are you know in that six six to six seven range that all do different things. Uh, kind of have a bunch of guys at guard that kind of play similarly, where they all play hard and kind of hard nosed defenders. Um, you know, a different style of ball than we see up here, and um, just how they attack and. Uh, you know, I think there are some things that they do that are going to cause us some challenges, but I think there are some things that we do that are going to be different and foreign to them too. And so, uh, you know, try to lean into the things that we, we feel great about, and, uh, you know, and we worked today pretty heavily on how we're going to kind of defend their post guys and and, and just kind of work through that. Um, you know, these guys, again, like I talked about the resilience, uh, you know, they have um, they've just been fighting through each challenge that we've faced. And in the past, they've really, I think the fear of, Failing um, in the years past has been something that's been a, is something that's been hard for us as a program, and that's when when you've had that kind of long term, kind of just you know the hat, things haven't gone so well. That's what it is. But you start having some success, and you build on it. You build on it. You build on. It. You start to you know lean into that fear, and you uh, you make that drive you. And and so I, I don't I don't really go into tomorrow. Um, I just know that if we play um, the brand of basketball that we are proud of playing, um, you know the result will be what the result is. And so I. Uh, I mean, do I think that we're going to go out and win tomorrow? Yeah, I do. I mean, that's that's how I'm wired, and that's and that's how uh, you know, and that's how we're going to like go the rest of the way. I mean, regardless of who we play. Um, so I'm just i just excited for these guys to get the opportunity to go do it.
2: Itinerary-wise, it's a Tuesday night. You've got school
10: tomorrow, right after school? No no school. Oh, no school
2: tomorrow, okay. Midwinter break. break. Oh, you guys have midwinter break, and now I
10: forgot about that. Yeah, so tomorrow we're going to leave. We're actually going to leave around 1, um, leave a little early, go down, and um, we're going to do a shoot-around at Evergreen State College um, and get that experience in so we can get our legs off that bus and feeling good, a little light pregame meal, and then uh, we'll head to North Thurston after that.
2: So quite the plan? I guess I should ask to
10: Mrs. Thompson. Where is she heading tomorrow? Are you uh, uh, dividing conquer. She'll be at Everett High School tomorrow. Right? <laughs> High. She's not trying to drive through a JBLM traffic. She's good. Yeah. She's good, good. She's driving one mile from North Everett. She's, go. she's good. <laughs> so. go. Avery's got dad. Laney's got
2: mom. It's perfect. There you, there you go. It's perfect. Yeah. Well, again, nice to see both of you guys, two outstanding coaches here at Everett High School. It's nice to see this gym rocking and, and busy on a Monday night on President's Day. It's been a while. So Bobby Thompson, Gerald McNeil, congratulations to both of you. Best wishes. And uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll see Wesco representing and see you guys playing into the weekend. Sounds good. Thanks, Sounds Steve. good.
11: Thank you.
1: There you go. I don't blame mom. You don't blame mom? No, not at all. <laughs> no. I'd rather
2: go one mile than 70 or 80 <laughs> miles, too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that way each kid gets somebody at the game.
1: Sure. Oh, yeah. Dad on the bench and mom in the stands yeah. in Everett. And we'll be at Everett tomorrow night, too. But I'll tell you that today's show brought to you by the Lake Stevens Ace Hardware Store, Glass by Lund, the Snowmage County PUD, Dave & Buster's, Everett Engineering, Marysville Toyota, Most Steer Clear for the Washington State Traffic Safety Commission, Smoky Blunt Concrete, the Buzz Inn Steakhouse, Community Transit, the Law Office of Russell and Hill, Mike Dixon, Farmers Insurance, Screen Printing Northwest, and Move Fitness. And who did we have on the show tonight?
2: We had five head coaches and two players, all seven of which are going to be, be participating in the state basketball tournament coming up. For the boys, we had Nick Brown from Arlington High School, Naylan Sood from Mountlake Terrace, Tevin Dillon from Mariner High School. We then talked to the Powell sisters, Ava and Gia from Meadowdale High School. And then we heard from the Everett Seagulls, the boys basketball coach Bobby Thompson, girls basketball coach Daryl McNeil.
1: There you go. Go Wesco. Go Wesco. Tomorrow night we will have a Girls 3A sub-regional game. It's the Bishop Blanchet Bears and the Everett Seagulls. 6.45 pregame, 7 o'clock tip-off. Joel Boyer and I will be at the pit just down the street here at Everett High School. Then on Saturday afternoon we'll bring you the 4A boy regional game. It's the Mariner Marauders and the Chiawana River Hawks. Yes, Chiawana is in Pasco, as you ask. 3.45 pregame, 4 o'clock tip-off from Arlington High School. So Tuesday game, and a Saturday game right here on KRKO. Big week.
2: Big week indeed, and there's other teams we didn't even mention yet. So a lot of basketball
1: going on. Go to the WIA website and check it all out. That's Steve. I'm Tom. Good night from
0: Everett. KRKO Everett. K237GN, AM 1380, and FM 95.3. Your music. James Taylor, Chicago. Beatles. Huey Lewis. Now, more of Everett's greatest hits.
4: KRKO. Of school girl fantasy. She wants him so badly, knows what she wants to be. Inside her, there's longing. This girl's in page. But the she's so close now. This girl is half his age,
8: Don't stand so
4: close to me.